The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. You'll find out what happened to Frankenstein and other stuff that never happened. Freaking nerds. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the unknown. And we're rolling. Merry Christmas, you old bastard. Mermy Crumbus. What are you doing? Making sure this, uh... I'm a, I got a, I got a craft project where I need a lot of dry bottles of scotch, so I'm making sure this one gets pretty dry. <laughs> you, sure uh, you doing a sh- <laughs> shipping a bottle? This bottle, yeah, I'm building, uh, building some shit in this bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, I'm, uh, I'm into the scotch here and having myself a time on this Monday night go. in December. At the end of a year that we will all be happy to forget. Oh God, yeah. I think some. I think some. Uh, some oddly beautiful things have come of this year. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure. I'm sure there's plenty that I'm not aware of. I'm most. I, I'll be honest. I'm mostly happy about Brooks Whelan running a hungover marathon. <laughs> yeah. That man. That that is kind of this. Like that embodies the spirit of so much of like being drunk and be like, fuck you, I can do it. And then the next day going, well, I've dug this grave. I'm about to lie. In it. <laughs> you know, oh, I, 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 I appreciate anybody that's willing to, even if they're going to fail, willing to attempt the things they promised drunk. Cause that says a lot about character. True. My greatest it's achievements true. was agreeing to go to Six Flags. Super wasted one night. Like, fuck yeah, we're going to go to Six Flags tomorrow. And we went to Magic Mountain, and we were all so hungover, and it wasn't fun at all. Yet we still went on all the rides. <laughs> and after every ride, Ugh. we're like, this is a horrible idea. And then we would just get in line I, for another ride. I couldn't imagine going to an amusement park hungover. It sucks. <laughs> It sucks bad. And Magic Mountain's a weird place because it's like, we went during the week and it was there was not a lot of people there. So it, it, much to our dismay, we got on a lot of rides. But uh, it's also gangland out there, like Magic Mountain, which I, I think I... Really? I, yeah, it's like huge gang turf, which I've always thought was funny hmm. that gang members... And this, I, I apologize, may have been like a half cooked bit that I've tried, but just the concept of like gang members who like live in, live in warfare also still want to like ride a ride that scares them. <laughs> like, that's funny. Like I like, we're going to get in a knife fight in the parking lot, but have you, have you, have you been on the Superman ride? It's crazy. <laughs> You're horizontal and your feet just dangle. It's nuts. Anyway, let's eat some churros and have a giant Pepsi and then shoot at each other in the very expensive parking lot. It's always weird when the suburbs turn into turf for gangs because that's way that's that's a good hike outside of Los Angeles, right? What would you call that area? 
Well, that's Santa Clarita. Maybe that's why. Maybe it's because that's like, here's the next destination. I mean, I always kind of felt like City Walk was a little rowdy, too. Mm-hmm. You walk around there on a Friday or Saturday, you're like, oh, these are people looking for. Or maybe I'm just being terrible. Maybe maybe what it is is like hardcore gangbanger looking people still need a night out. Just don't want to just go to the M&M store, you know? Mm-hmm. I wonder if they buy season passes because that would get pricey if you're buying day passes just to go gangbang and hang out. But I would say it wouldn't because if you're going to go to gangbang, you're going to get in trouble right away and then that season pass is wasted. So uh, maybe it's maybe it's the like again the Harbor Freight rule like listen we're gonna buy a couple day passes if we don't get arrested by the second one <laughs> we'll get a season pass or or that's a test like you haven't gotten arrested yet you're not gangbanging hard enough yeah you're not trying yeah <laughs> you're, you're posing. not listen man until you get kicked out of Universal City Walk you can't be in MS13 until until the manager of Lids. And Margaritaville both advocate for your removal from the premises. <laughs> we can't let you into the Latin Kings. Are you a roller coaster guy? Um, I was. I, as an adult, I I feel like that's one of those things you can get in a lot of trouble. As being like, I love roller How coasters, so? and then just trying to dip into that world twenty years later. <laughs> you know, where the technology is just—it's basically. A scene from the right stuff, which we addressed mm-hmm. last week. On last week's, and Dave, I'll say, very fun episode. Oh, a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of fun, buddy. But that's what roller coasters are now. Basically, I think mm-hmm. some of them, if you get off and you're like, let's do it again, the Air Force is like, can we talk to you? <laughs> They're there scouting. Can I gauge your interest in some other <laughs> secret roller coasters that we might need to... Take a blood sample for? <clears throat> oh, man, that's funny. Air Force recruiters just hanging out by the concession stand. They're not, it's not wrong. Some of those mm-hmm. things. What, are, you a, are you a roller coaster guy, Dave? Uh, yes and no. I, I, I mean, I haven't been on one probably in 20 years. But I, when I was a teenager, we would go. We had a Six Flags uh, right outside of Atlanta. And it wasn't until I moved out here that I realized that that was a chain. I thought Six Flags just a singular place that we had but uh i I like it but my i got a weak stomach when it comes to that stuff like motion sickness i don't think i've ever puked but i've come real close i've gotten sick johnny a hundred chicken wings can't handle a coaster yeah is it because you put the hurt on the concession stand maybe that's what it is correlation to be like well i'm gonna have to gonna have to eat this garbage bag of cotton candy because we won it Mm mm-hmm yeah, maybe I've never been on a roller coaster on an empty stomach because, you know, that you you know that's the first place I'm hitting up when I go to amusement park. I'm gonna I'm gonna get some popcorn. I'm gonna get some cotton candy. Maybe some maybe a hot dog on a stick or something. They always had like and barbecue we'll at Six Flags too, and I'm like, there's no way that's good. No, no, there's no way that that is a rack of ribs that is directly from the pound. Yeah. That is like a the pound. It is a it is a stray dog oh. rack of ribs with an Earl Scheib oh. with an Earl Scheib coating of Jewel Osco barbecue sauce. That's that's what you got oh. at Six Flags Great America in Gurney, Illinois. 
Oh, man. I loved the water park, though, when I was a kid. That was a big time. Uh, in Atlanta, we had uh, white water, which I never really never really put that two and two together. Uh, well, white water rapids, how, it was, Yeah, they called it that because black people don't like to swim. So it's okay. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> but we had this thing. Um, it was a that reference was a to the chat. How have I not been canceled? <laughs> Of course, that's a joke. We know. We know. Well, somebody won't know. Somebody will intentionally not know it's a joke, and then Mm -hmm. I'll get canceled from all this nothing that I have going on. (laughs) My favorite uh, ride at Whitewater was the Little Hooch, a reference to the Chattahoochee River that runs through Georgia. But the Little Hooch was like a uh, about a waist high wading river that uh, that that was around the perimeter of the whole park and it had a current to it. A lazy river. Yeah. Late lazy river. Yes. That's what I was trying to say. Um, but yeah, it had a current to it so you could get in and just kind of, uh, just kind of float and relax. And that was a good time. Just the lazy river, the the little hooch. Oh yeah. Well, you know what I would put, I, I will create a new conspiracy theory right now that these amusement parks are, recruiting grounds for some sort of like you know like oh wow look at this guy got off the triple loop roller coaster and wanted to go on it again oh look at this guy just took Mm -hmm. a mouthful of dirty like fun boat water like yeah santa's village you ever go to a santa's village uh yeah, I mean, when I was very little, I'd go sit on Santa's lap. No, no, no. Santa, that's not, don't call that as village because oh. that's a whole okay. other thing. Come take a visit to uh-huh. Santa's village and it's just as, as overalls are undone. I'm, t- <laughs> I'm talking about <laughs> Santa's village was like, a, like, a, was a, also an amusement park and it was like if all the great Americas are related. Like all the six flags are related. It's like if they fucked and had a cousin baby, that's mm. what Santa's village was. It was trash. No, I've never been then. Well, first I, I'm uh, unaware of that. Okay. Well, first off the theme was Christmas year rounds. So like it's summertime. And then Santa's there and you're like, this is weird. And then yeah. it would be bumper boats that were just in a, like the water was so dirty. It was slow. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> like it was, it was thick, Ugh. Ugh. like thick water in the bumper boats, and to the point where nobody wanted to hit each other because the water would splash and it would get on you and ruin your day. Mm. It was like a, no it was thanks. like a fucking Guar concert. <laughs> it was disgust. <laughs> I remember being on there like, hell yeah, bumper boats, and then everybody's like, don't. If I get splashed, I'll just have to go sleep in the car. This is that horrible? And they had like rickety ass roller coasters. It was it was between a Six Flags and like the kind of county fair where the the rides showed up on trailers. Mm. Of which I also love those. Yeah, yeah, I do like a real low budget carnival. I legit remember being stuck on the zipper, which is where you were in like a a deep fryer cage that would. Uh, <laughs> It would gyrate. <laughs> you know what I'm. T- you know what I'm talking about, yeah. right? If you uh-huh. were to human, if you were to deep fry a human being, you would put them in this cage. 
So clearly it was made by, it, clearly this ride was made by some sort of genocidal cannibal militia. Sold Ugh. to American carnivals. And put on the back of a tractor trailer. But it broke, and the guy, I remember seeing the guy climb up the actual machinery in between the cages with like duct, like a roll of duct tape in his mouth. Oh, no. To repair the ride. <laughs> and then because of that, they lost count. Because there's no, there's no like system in place. There's just some guy going, I think they've been on it for enough. And so they lost yeah. count. So we were on it for extra long, and I barfed all over the place. Oh, boy. Mostly because my friend Joe's mom didn't like me. So when she saw I was sick, I think she hit all the bumps on the ride home. Uh, why did she like you? I was, uh, I was I was the scapegoat in my town, Dave. My buddy Clay, so? when when he had a party at his house, which I wasn't even invited to, and he told his friends to like throw out the garbage bag of beer cans, they just chucked it into the neighbor's yard, and he blamed that on me. Mm. I was this, I was the I was from the other side of the tracks, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> I was an I was an easy uh, scapegoat for all the. And these are all still my friends, so I'll say their names. Fuck them. That's why. If they're not your friends, I wouldn't want to disparage you. But the fact that I could still answer to talking shit about people. Like, how could you say my name? It was because you were a dick 27 years ago. (laughs) You see, that's interesting that you you keep in touch with uh, school friends. You, um, you have you have some people you keep in touch with? Yeah, I got a crew of uh crew of pals that are still uh that's still my that's still my gang when I go back. Who's hitting up That's nice. Who's wants to go to the old D and B's? Who wants to go to Dick and Balls, Dave and Busters? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had the same crew of guys. They're my pals. Guys and gals. Still in my hometown and uh that's well, I, I didn't go to like a four year school where like you make your buddies and you go to like you go to a frat or something. It was still my uh-huh. high school friends that we all still lived in Chicago or, or whereabouts and we all went to the same parties anyway. So, yeah, good guys. Good for you, man. I, I, I have zero contact with anybody from my youth. Really? Like, literally. Yeah. And I don't know why. I mean, no reason. I had, I had, a, I had some nice little pocket of friends in high school. Did you have a best friend but, growing um, up? No, I don't think I had a best friend. Uh, I mean, you know, when I was five, I had a best friend. Dave, this is the uh, saddest just because, thing ever. Because he lived... Well, I mean, I had my little crew, but I didn't have like a singular, just one one friend that, you know, I kind of grew up with and we, we remained close. But oh, yeah, I, I, have zero, I have zero contact with people I, from, from my hometown. Is, like, that, is that why you're so desperately believe in Bigfoot? It's because you never had a best friend, Dave? <laughs> You never had a friend, and so you kept thinking that shadows that you saw in the woods were going to be your buddy for life. Sasquatch, you're my only friend. <laughs> no, I, I call I, him I just, big friend. Uh, I've got like big foot. <laughs> I've got like maybe one or two guys that I went to high school with that one of us will reach out to the other every three years on Facebook, or you know, somebody when I have shows back in Atlanta, you know, somebody will come, but like. I, nobody I really keep in touch with, and for no real reason. I mean, I had some, they were good dudes, good people, but um, yeah, I don't know. Well, you have established a bit of a loner type of attitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, are you sad that you don't have a best friend, Dave? <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm okay. I've, I've had time to get over it. 
We'll take it to the Reddit. Anybody on Reddit wants to be Dave's best friend, list your attributes mm-hmm. and what you'd, what you'd bring to the table. <laughs> we're we're going to get Dave a new best friend for Christmas. <laughs> Dude, uh, switching gears real quick. I have some exciting donut news. Switching gears, you mean we're not going to spend the next 40 minutes talking about your lonely youth? <laughs> No, I had plenty of friends, but I didn't have like the one, you know, or okay. I mean, yeah, I went through phases like in 11th grade. I, I probably had a best friend and 12th grade. It might have been a different guy or whatever. But, okay. you know, I had I was tight with some with some some good dudes. But uh, I've just I don't know. I don't know why. And, I, and a lot of it, I'm most of it's probably my fault because I put zero effort into trying to maintain or reestablish uh, any relationship with those people. But it's just. I don't know. It's, it's right. just... Um, You're a lovable guy, Dave. It's not your fault. I always look forward. I look forward. I don't look backwards. But <laughs> exciting donut news, Kyle. I've okay, been sitting what's on going on with donuts then? 16 minutes now. Uh, dude, Change okay. it up. I don't know how... Donuts. I don't know how much we've talked about this on this show. My extreme love and loyalty to Krispy Kreme. What are your thoughts on Krispy Kreme donuts, buddy? That we have this uh, well maybe i i remember the sh- when they showed up in the midwest and people were like real hot to trot for a minute uh-huh and then it was like man you have those they were good and then they just uh, then they were just there like then you knew what they were about but they were also donuts it's so not vastly ne- superior but not donut. like it wasn't like a meal item no no it's it's a uh, it was a novelty food it's a novelty food. Not to diminish it its importance, but it's not like, fuck, man, I'm starving. <laughs> we should go get donuts. Like, when you're starving, you don't get donuts. True, true. You really, I, Honestly, uh, well, now that I think about it, you only eat donuts when you're not hungry. Hmm. I don't know about that. I think it's, I think it's a, a, a floating dessert item is what it is. Because you could have them <laughs> okay. for breakfast. You can have uh-huh. them at lunch. Fuck it. Why not for dinner? Mm-hmm. But it's never the main item. It's just like, oh shit, there's a Krispy Kreme. We'll go have one. And yes, I, said, I, I just said Krispy Kreme because I have a <laughs> been drinking scotch. Mmm, Krispy Kremes. Oh yeah, for the listener. For the listener, this is our, uh, for lack of a better term, our Christmas episode. So we're both half in the bag. Holidays and living's yeah. easy. That's sublime. If they, if he lived long uh-huh. enough to do Christmas. <laughs> um, first of all, I I was thirty seconds away from getting a Krispy Kreme tattoo. That's how much I love Krispy Kreme. Santeria, I was get the hot and ready. Santeria is what happens. Is the diarrhea you get from too much milk and cookies. <laughs> that's that's what people don't realize Uh, I saw I I stepped on your Krispy Kreme tattoo story that's okay that's okay that's worth it oh god that is so stupid it's so good I got a bunch of Santeria (laughs) sorry about your roof <laughs> why is there why is there shit in the fireplace? Uh, don't worry about it. Another case of Santeria. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god, that one hit me hard, buddy. 
Hey, oh my god! What were you gonna do? You gonna get a neck tattoo that said Krispy Kreme? <laughs> not a neck tattoo. No, not a come neck on, tattoo. That, you know, no, not, no, no, come on, don't be no, a sensible Krispy Kreme <laughs> tattoo. I'm not a jerk. <laughs> don't be ridiculous. <laughs> Oh, my God. No, I almost got a Krispy Kreme tattoo, and I chickened out, and I changed it to Bigfoot at the last moment. But anyway, Krispy Kreme news, buddy. I haven't had... There's only a couple of Krispy Kremes in Southern California. Uh, There's one out there in Santa Monica. There's one up in Burbank. And uh, we got one here in Long Beach. And uh, I wasn't really aware of that until recently. Uh, Last week, Katie brought home an assorted dozen and uh, <clears throat> my favorite has always been, uh, it's hard to beat the OG original glaze, but that's the standard. But then uh, beyond that, I love the glazed cream filled. Okay. Now, not, not to be confused with the uh, chocolate iced cream filled. The glazed oh, cream filled has always been, has always been, uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's the, uh, the filled in donuts, not the not the traditional donut with a hole, yeah, but you know everybody the, knows the, what everybody knows what a, a cream. Now are we talking buttercream, we talking custard. Don't forget, I worked in the industry, Dave. I worked in the industry. Exactly, uh, dude. That's great. I'm glad you asked that because buttercream, buttercream's the way to go. Ooh. Custard's a whole bunch of nothing. But, but custard is you might, well, you might as well be eating uh, fucking. That's, I, I had that's a pudding. At the that's tip a of little my pudding pie is what a custard donut is. Yeah, but the custard is, it's always bland. It's always too bland. Well, it's like now, eating now, sheetrock mud. Now hold, now, hold on a second there, Dave. Uh-huh. Yeah. The way I look at it is that the outside, the custard lets the outside shine. It's like how steakums exist to let green peppers finally take center stage. You know. Yeah, but why not have the best of both worlds? With the, with the glazed cream filled, you got the outside shining, and the inside is pulling its weight, too. Because that buttercream. That buttercream is something else. Ta- it's a mature taste where people are like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I like sweet, not too sweet. I've entered mm-hmm. the world of things being too sweet. Really? Yeah. With donuts, though. Too, you know, things you can know, be, you know things can be too much. Yeah, I you understand. Have you ever... Uh, you ever fuck around with a plain cake donut? No, save fuck cake. Of course you cake haven't. Of course you suck. haven't, Dave. That's, they suck. For it's all too co- dense. It's but, too dense. But it's plain cake. I like the light and fluffy, the traditional. It's a, anyway, it's a utilitarian listen, Kyle, this is big donut. news. It's good stuff. All right, sorry. sorry. I'm very excited. This is big news. Breaking okay. news story. If, it, at first, I was very put off what Stop I was about to tell you. Dave ate something. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Traditionally, the glazed cream filled is just a solid glazed donut with a nice shot of that buttercream injected into the center. And it's a good time, much like the uh, Hostess cupcake, where it takes some discipline, but you eat around the cream as much as possible so you can save that money shot at the very end. That big old wad of cream in your mouth. Anyway, listen. (laughs) <laughs> they have changed my beloved glazed cream filled. Krispy Kreme has changed it. And I was just I was I was appalled and disgusted. <laughs> and I was ready to write a letter. I had my stationery and my quill Fucking ready to go. I was, I was gonna write a letter to Winston Salem, North Carolina, where their herd, headquarters is at. 
Clutching I've your taken buttercream necklace right now. <laughs> <laughs> what they've done, they've, they have gotten rid of the solid donut. This is what they did. They took the original glazed donut, the traditional okay. donut with a hole in it. Sure, sure. And by, by, with technology that is above my head, they have somehow injected a ring of buttercream around the perimeter of that OG glazed donut. Still inside the donut? So, yes. So now every bite has cream in it, Kyle. Cream in every bite. I don't like change, but I was, <laughs> I was happy. I was happy. What's I, what's I oh, ate a couple? Change? <laughs> it sounds like that's what you say while you're holding a fucking AK-47. That's what you say with a gun in your hand, like Michael Douglas from Falling Down. Mm-hmm. But instead of condemning the establishment, you're there to praise them. I'm yeah. all, I only hold this gun so people will listen to me. Listen, I don't like change, <laughs> but good job. It's delightful, buddy. Oh, and then they drizzle a little. Uh, there's some uh, drizzled icing on top, some vanilla icing. But do you understand what I'm saying? Icing so they, and buttercream? Uh, Get the fuck out of here. Well, it's kind of a buttercream icing. Just just a little drizzle. Not not, Ugh, not a whole lot. A real, but, she's a real buttercream, I'll tell you. So, so now. <laughs> she's a real butter dick. Now, so whose joke is that? That's Nick somebody's Vatterot. joke. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now every bite has cream in it, Kyle. I thought this this is an example of don't resist change. I thought that you couldn't do any better than the than the glaze cream filled with that little pouch of mm-hmm. buttercream in the middle waiting on you. You nibble around the edges, and, and then, did. boom, you take that big bite. Dylan, Dylan and went then, electric, and, and Dave Stone's okay with it. Cream in every bite, buddy. And it, it was fucking delightful. It, I, was, it made my day. See? Now, where's the little magic of nibbling into it and then being like, mm, got there, found the reservoir? It's with you the whole time now, though. Every bite has cream. And it's just, man, the, the, the combination of that buttercream with that glazed donut. I don't know how anybody in their right fucking mind could think Dunkin' Donuts is better than Krispy Kreme. You're a goddamn psychopath. Right, that fucking okay. powdered sugar everywhere. Right. The whole fucking design. Everything's pink and purple. Looks like a 12-year-old girl's bedroom. It's fuck Dunkin' Donut. Krispy right, Kreme. Whoa, it's right, so whoa, superior. Whoa. It's, whoa. It's so superior. First off, whoa. Uh-huh. What do you got? Uh I'm sorry, Fucking do you just go to uh, uh do you go to concerts where only one band's on the bill, Dave? No. Do you go to restaurants where they only serve one item? Sometimes. Okay, that's a bad analogy. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts is there for the working man. Mm-hmm. Dunkin' Donuts is there. Because you need a cup of coffee, you need a cake donut, because you probably have That's an what ulcer, everybody says. You probably have an ulcer well, starting, and so you gotta throw some, great. you got to throw something in there mm-hmm. to soak up that coffee so your ulcer doesn't start. When you go to the job that you're miserable about, but you need to provide for your family. That's what Dunkin' mm-hmm. Donuts is. That, the name's Dunkin' Donuts. Listen, here's mm-hmm. a donut. Please soak it with something else. It's not great. Yeah, because it sucks on its own. Do something with it. Krispy Kreme is a frivolous, 
Southerner. I don't know how anybody from your region of watch your of, mouth. I don't know how anybody from your region of America still has both their legs. All right, because <laughs> listen, the Confederate flag should just say diabetes. That's really, uh-huh. and nobody would complain about it if you were waving it, and it was just a yeah. bunch of people with fake legs cruising up to talk about <laughs> white superiority while they. <laughs> But I listen, Dunkin' Donuts serves its purpose. It's everywhere, it's functional, it's what you need. It's there, it's like an oil change, all right? What's good there? What do you get? What do you get at Dunkin'? I I would get a coffee. I honestly I'm not gonna lie. I I would try and get their breakfast sandwiches and they were dog shit. They really Yeah. They really stopped paying attention to being quality. Uh-huh. They did. So when it when it came to the West Coast, everybody went nuts about, like, we got to get in line. I'm like, you don't have to get in line for this. Especially yeah. in L.A. where everybody makes donuts. And it's always like, I always wanted to know what the crossover of Chinese food and donuts was. Dude, that's a great point. I Is it like the I, fryers? Is it the equipment that makes it conducive? Or is, like, the I don't one know. place They're- have a successful... Chinese food and donut place, and then everybody else is like, oh, people kind of like this dichotomy. We should do this also. There's so many donut shops in L.A., the little indie mom-and-pop joints, which blew my mind because we don't have those. In the South, there's not that many. You got Dunkin', you got Krispy Kreme, you might have an occasional mom-and-pop, but I was really impressed with the amount of donut shops in L.A. And you think L.A., you think, you know, show business and everybody's health-conscious but uh, man, so many donut shops. Is it like a the meeting environment of like well, you know, everybody's like got business meetings or office. I, I'm I I always wanted like that. It was always like Chinese food and donuts, and I thought that maybe the fryers. But like, how much Chinese food is fried? Not much of it at all. Maybe the no, egg rolls yeah, or you know, the spring rolls or something they'll throw in there. Orange chicken, that kind of stuff. But yeah, okay, yeah, the orange chicken. Listen, I like a Krispy Kreme, Dave. I'm not. I'm not getting on you about that. I, I enjoy mm-hmm. one as well. Mm-hmm. But when it's a filled donut, the little joy is like: is the first bite going to have the filling? Is it going to be towards the middle? Now you're just now. No, I understand. Now you just sound like your guy. Like they put cheese in the crust, and everybody's like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's it's the stuffed crust of donuts. It is. But I'm embracing it, man. Cream in every bite. Hmm. Oh, Jesus. Put a put a chicken on every table and cream in every bite, says FDR. What was the what was the actual phrase of FDR? What did a chicken on every table and a I, shovel I, in every I hand? I really put I you know. on the spot. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. But very exciting news in the donut community right now, buddy. Well, I mean, I, I, like, I'm, I'm happy for you. I'll say mm-hmm. that I'm happy for you, Dave. You got one nearby. How many donuts? Oh, that's what I want to say. So she's just bringing donuts to you. I feel like you are being secretly groomed as some sort of like Japanese-style sex slave. She just brings you treats. She gave you a treadmill so you don't die. You don't know the half of it. But you are just... Guess what happened today? You are just a kept man who's being fed and groomed. (laughs) 
You're, Dude, look, guess what she did today? What, uh, signed you up for like, <laughs> here's my here's my rosy-cheeked boyfriend dog <laughs> show? You, I feel like you're being groomed for some sort she of takes good some care sort of, of black market boyfriend show. She's keeping you plump and happy. Just like a, an old sow you're you're taken to the county fair. Yeah, you're going to be brought out into an arena and there's a crock pot on the other end and it's how jovially you trot you trot to the crock pot to put stuff in it. Is <laughs> how is how you're rated. Just by, I feel like, and not, they don't want this to sound <sighs> racist, but it's somewhere in Asia. It's somewhere in Asia where they uh-huh. truly view certain human beings for sport. Yeah. But not the most dangerous oh game, God. a different game where it's just like, mm-hmm. how well can he make food in front of all these people? <laughs> Dude, today she gave me a pedicure. I've never had a pedicure. She uh, gave me a pedicure. My theory Kyle. has been That's- confirmed. My theory has been confirmed. She, she, it was so great. You're about to it be was sold. So You're about to be sold. <laughs> that's how her, that, that's, that's how she stays afloat. She, oh she groomed, she does the long game. You've been, you've been, oh. you're in a kennel being groomed perfectly. Mm. Oh boy. Pedicures um, are great. I got one too. They're weird. Dude. Yeah. It tickled. <laughs> It doesn't feel right to let someone else touch your feet in that manner. Not in a, mm-hmm. like a homophobic way. I, I feel mm-hmm. disrespectful to the person that's doing it. Yeah, it's too decadent. It, it's, it's too much luxury. It's yeah. the same reason I can't, I can't go get a massage. A, it just, I, I feel like I don't deserve it. B, I would giggle the whole time because I'm ticklish. Oh, I can get a massage, but, uh, man. I, I, massage. I do with... Uh, I would love, I, I want a heavy set Russian woman to just beat the shit out of me. Well, we, I would really enjoy that. We've talked about this before, Dave, and you can, like, I think, I think you getting a massage would just, like, inch you closer towards this BDSM, mm-hmm. somebody beating the shit out of you. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. We get a toothless wolf. And you, we, you're you're handcuffed, uh huh. And that's it. You're just in a room, and that's it. Like so, it's not a massage; it's a workout. Uh huh. Yeah. The wolves' killer killer elements have been removed, so uh-huh. we don't want you to die. Yeah. Because I feel like a person smacking the shit out of you wouldn't really get you going. I mm. feel like you need an element of nature to fulfill. The BDSM thing. I mean, a person a person would have to have a tool, like a wiffle ball bat or a, a wiffle. I said wiffle. Wiffle ball bat or a paddle or a rake. Just just work me over. That'd be fine. But I, I like the toothless wolf idea. Yeah, I feel like you like was just like a, a like a, an alligator with its mouth taped up. Mm-hmm. And just give you a half hour with it. Yeah. And that's, Dude. and that's like that does you that does you in for the next three months. You're like, nah, I'm fine. I got no. It was it in the was world. it was great. I she started off with a foot bath. 
I soaked my feet in an Epsom salt bath for 15 minutes to get everything softened up. Sure, sure. Then she worked on worked on the cuticles. Then she's got all these new tools. She's got like these cheese grater looking things, just working over the toes and the heel. And and then she does the thing where she she punches the sole of my foot. You ever see them do that? She like did a she did an open palm strike. Uh, like, Rachel oh. does that to me, and I think she's just testing what I'll put up with. Mm-hmm. But it, so it I feel, I feel like if I don't flinch on that, she's like, it'll be your face next. I'm like, all right, well, I should say so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she worked me over good. It was, it was a, I tell you what, I got me a real gem there. You got a she's nice a, lady. She's too. a sweetie. You oh, got she's a real incredible. Nice lady. I, I've never been so pampered. When, when y'all get, when y'all getting hitched. I don't know, man. It's it's been over a year now. I don't know if I mentioned that to you. It was uh, November tenth was our uh, was our one year uh, engagement anniversary. Yeah, uh, COVID put a put a wrench in that. So I don't know. Hopefully, uh, hopefully spring or summer coming up. We're we're gonna we're gonna get it done one way or the other. Even if we don't have a traditional well, we wedding, got, we got you know? vaccines, so the government's gonna control mm-hmm. our minds at least by July. That's true. You getting a vaccine? What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? I'm not. I'm all about vaccines. I'm. A, I do have a little bit of a question about the. Obviously, they're needed in a rush, but then I'm concerned about the results of something being done in a rush. Like anything, mm-hmm. if yeah. somebody's like, "Oh man, I really need to fly." Oh fuck, we built this plane pretty quick. Yeah, you'd be a little bit like, okay, maybe, mm, maybe I'll, maybe I'd like to watch a few other people fly it a couple times. Yeah, <laughs> which is what's going to happen because I mean, all these, you know, the people on the front lines, other people are going to get it much before us idiots. So we're going to see, and I, I am overwhelmingly sure that it's going to be safe. I'm not going to say a hundred percent, but say overwhelmingly, I have a positive outlook towards it. Why do you think that? Because, man, I don't think anybody's creating it. It's scientists, you know? And it's mm-hmm. not scientists for nefarious means. Mm-hmm. It, it is weird to know that, yes, the government did Umkeltra and do, they did experiments on individuals and gave people acid. Now, who'd they give acid to? People that signed up for government tests. Or soldiers, still not fair, but I do believe that signing up for the military is also being like, hey, government, what do you want to do to me? How are we surprised that the government gave soldiers acid for like, also, we're going to shoot live rounds at you? Or somebody else will because you decided to be a soldier. If you decide to be a soldier, and this is not a disrespecting the troops element, but, oh, you're the army? I'll sign up. You're fucked. And this is without knowing whatever kind of paperwork you have to sign, but it's basically mm-hmm. like, think about anything else that you might die doing. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised. I'm surprised Six Flags doesn't have a an agreement or something you have to sign to go into it. If you want to go do, is there paint, no? If you want to do paintball, there's probably an agreement. Now think about the you know military. That too. Yeah. I was just thinking of that uh, Shane Moss joke, which is based on a true story about the, uh, you know, you know what joke I'm talking about, about mm-hmm. Six Flags? 
Yeah. Oh my God, it's so funny. I, I'm not doing it justice, but basically, the true story is that um, somebody was in line to ride a ride, and they got out of line and got into the restricted area, like oh, underneath the roller coaster. Yes. And the roller coaster came down, and someone's legs made contact with someone's head, and their head fell off. I don't think fell off is the wording. Yeah. Or kicked off. And the punchline is, the punchline, he, he sets it up like that. He goes, what a terrible thing to happen for all those people waiting in line. <laughs> Just blood raining down. <laughs> Um, I, I will, and this feels like this feels cheap, but this is a similar boogie monster topic. But mm-hmm. well, but MK Ultra and everything. However, we got to the idea of like, oh, a vaccine for the people. Yes, I mean, yeah, because think of how many people are mind. I'm sure somebody thinks the polio vaccine is why somebody votes liberal at this point. Like, mm-hmm. America's kind of fucked. And I'm trying to be positive because of the Christmas episode, but I'm uh, I'm legitimately like just like you were like looking at other countries and like mm-hmm. it might be like Wild West type shit, but not like long game. I was just talking to somebody else today where they're like, oh, they're originally from New Hampshire and how they moved to L.A. and had a kid and trying to get their parents to move to L.A. to help out with the kid. Now they're like looking at. Uh, climate maps and climate predictions and where water will be available. And like, you know what? You better keep that property in New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. LA is a growing desert with civil unrest. But uh, I don't think, a va- I think the vaccine is like, yeah, this is uh, devastating populations. And I think America, the United States, has uh, has become, you know how, like, Dave, you're not dumb. You went to high school and you were probably in, like, uh, regular classes, right? Uh-huh. <clears throat> but, 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 like, what kind of class were you in? Like, the regular classes? I took, uh, I had one AP class. I was in uh, AP history. But so, yeah. But for the most part, regular But classes. you had a brain in your head. Yeah, a little bit. And uh, did you ever have like that one class? It's usually like physical ed or something where you're like, oh, this is just general population. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's what the United States is becoming of the world. Mm hmm. Like, this is the yard. Yeah. This is general pop. <laughs> you know, it's. There are the people when they go back to their cells, they're reading books. But for the most part, what's being seen is like, look, and they're going to microchip me. You know how I have proof? I fucking went on my iPhone and looked it up. Like, uh-huh. that kind of shit. Where, where the Supreme Court that Trump packed with his own fucking wacko justices are like, yeah, the, the Biden won the election. And people are like, well, we better storm the streets of D.C. Yeah. Because it's being yeah, stolen. how's that going? Even the fucking dudes your guy picked are saying mm-hmm. he lost. And like, well, it's all fucking, they're all traitors. Yeah. We are in, uh, 
We are the students of regular classes that are now in gym. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, man, that kid is huffing glue that he got from the art room, and now we're supposed to play volleyball. <laughs> and, and, and he and he is punching he is punching people through the net and just saying that somebody spiked the ball on them. Yeah, <laughs> it's frightening. And the people in charge are just like, yeah, this is mayhem, and we don't care as long as as long as our uh, as long as our uh, what's the uh, what's the uh, teacher tenure as long as our tenure is protected, we don't give a shit what these mm-hmm. fucking animals do to each other. I think that's where we're yeah. at as a country. I yeah, don't, I don't know where that that's, came from. That's okay. Um, but I will say that I binged listened to a podcast called True. Hmm. It was like a true crime podcast. It was like in one story, caught my ear. I'll say because I, I had plenty of drive yeah. this weekend coming back from Los Angeles to Portland. Oh yeah, how was that drive? Oh, you he, do it in one day? I did. No, no, I didn't. I did. I did the drive. I went up Saturday night and then stopped by my pals. And uh, had dinner and, and visited with kittens, kittens that they're fostering. Mento yeah, foster I got excited in Sacramento. By the way, if you're looking for a kitten in the Sacramento area, I got excited and thought you had had a kitten. No, I did. I did not get it, but I was excited just to hold a little kitten that was all cuddly and God, not nervous and just wanted to so be your cute. best friend. God damn it! So cute. Yeah, we got old. We no dirt naps out here, just being all crusty as shit. So we're 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 a happy mm-hmm. family up here. But so I also did that because I was LA is a hotbed of COVID. So I was like, oh, I got to get a test. My sister's girlfriend works for a testing company. I was able to get one in Oakland. Blah, whatever. Long story short, took stayed in Oakland the night and then drove the rest away. But the whole time I was binge, binging this podcast called True. It's pretty good. Some stories I heard before, but one story that I cannot believe I had not heard, and I don't want to totally poach their uh, reporting. Uh huh. But it's about. The, it's the, 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 these twins, the Erickson twins. Have you heard about this, Dave? Uh, I don't think so. The Erickson twins. Two no. sweet, uh, Swedish twins that when they were 40 years old, somewhere in the mid-20 teens. Now, they, they, they were tw- you know, Swedish twins. One of them lived in Ireland. The other one went to the States. They, only, they had their own family. I'll make it brief. One of them came back to visit the other one in Ireland and within a day of her visiting her twin sister in Ireland, they'd both gone to England, like ditched their families, gone to England, caught on CCTV, walking down the median of uh, whichever, like the M6 or something, some major highway outside of Liverpool, I think it was. That they're walking down this highway and then they both run into traffic. I don't, like Basically, like think of somebody walking on the median on the 101 or the 405. Mm-hmm. They walk into traffic. One of them gets fucking destroyed by a car. They both they both get hit by cars, and they're both oh, they're both. I fu- did see this. Did you? I saw the YouTube video of this. This story, like, of all like we've listened to plenty of weirdo shit and people claiming things. This one really. Like driving, I was out loud by myself. Like, wait, what? And rewinding parts why, of it. Why did they? Was it like a suicide thing? They both run into traffic. 
survive with minimal injuries running into highway traffic. The authorities show up, try to dial them in. They both are like acting normal, like, oh, yeah, okay, all right, we're here. Next thing you know, they both, as they're being tended to, take off into traffic again. Yes. One of them gets hit by a goddamn truck. They're both fucking destroyed by traffic again. One of them, and this is where I have to question, like, you know when you want to be on the right side of arguments and be, you know, we're both kind of, you know, we're both liberal lefty type individuals and like, yeah, man, we'll mm-hmm. the benefit of the doubt. After that, one of them is in hospital with serious leg injuries and they're in the hospital for a while. The other one is kept for 24 hours and then just released. Oh, hmm. and I should say that this started with them being on a bus before the traffic thing, they're on a bus and acting so strange on this uh, bus that the bus driver's like, I'm not letting you back on the bus. Mm. So they ab- the bus the bus abandoned them at some town, and that's where they started walking on the highway. It was in this town near Liverpool. And again, this is all report. This is all done from the this true podcast. It's called uh-huh. True. The name of the podcast is True. I want to give credit where credit's due. But Did they still- both die that second time? No. One was in the hospital with serious leg injuries for a while. The other one was still okay and released. Into this town, wherever they are. She's wandering around, out of her mind, with a with her sister's bloody shirt on. Somebody's like, can I help you? Details all mangle, but either way, she winds up... Um, some guy's like, yeah, you can stay at my house. You look like all distraught, and he's trying to figure out how to help her out because she can't find what hospital her sister's in. She stabs and kills that dude. The next day, she's she's been really, somebody who's run into traffic twice and fought police. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah, she got in trouble for punching a police officer who was trying to stop her from running into traffic for a second time. And she's released within 24, 24 hours. Damn. So as much as you want to be like police brutality, how is this? How are they not locked up as just not a threat to public safety? Yeah. In the sense that if you're willing to run in front of traffic, that is psychologically damaging to anybody who would hit you. Like, okay, we can say all we want about suicide. There's a somewhat responsible way to do it where you can minimize the impact of the individuals who will have to deal with you and your plan for your exit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Jumping out in front of somebody's car where they have to deal with the fact that they killed you, that's fucked. Jeez. Yeah, that's intense. So she murders a guy Uh within 48 hours of being out of the hospital from all this. Jesus. She gets arrested. The other sister gets out of the coma and whatever. The sister who murdered somebody serves a really a pretty small amount of time for murder. And then they're just both out in the world. They both just got released and they're back in normal life. Good Lord. They said so they're just they, roaming the streets. Now. They they caught they they talked to the brother when they first were in, they caught him both and the brother's like yeah they said they're being chased by maniacs that's all they said they found a bag full of cash and burner phones with them when they had run off from the median oh and the other sister 
Maybe it was the one who murdered somebody. I'm sorry for my retelling this. Go to this true podcast and listen to it. Mm-hmm. After she murdered the guy, jump, jumped off a 40-foot bridge. And, and lived with a fractured skull and two broken ankles. Good Lord. And both these women, both these twins are still just believably alive and just in the world living a normal life. But they said they're be- they hadn't been in communication for years. They met up and with within one day had a bag full of burner phones, cash, and ran into traffic, saying that they were being chased by a maniac. And Good they never Lord. spoke about it again. So either it's true that someone was after them and some crazy shit was going on, or that the power of being twins can create one one individual's mania and and spill over into the others because they're twins. It is a crazy story. Merry yeah, Christmas. that's nuts. Merry Christmas. Dude, I heard an amazing story the other day. Hit me with it, big dog. I will hit it hit you with it. Hit me with it, Krispy Kreme. Tonight, CBS proudly presents Fucking I'll end this podcast right now. A Christmas story by Earl Hamner Jr. I hate it. A warm and inspiring all-family movie made especially for television. It's a great story. Starring Patricia Neal. I hope I hope we get flagged for copyright infringement, and this is Let's why... Let's jump ahead in the narrative. The story of a family. This is why the podcast ends. I want you all to listen ends. to me a minute. Try not to worry Mama today. Something wrong, John Boy? Well, she's got a lot on her mind. Like what? Well, Daddy promised he'd be home early today, and he's not here yet. No, nope, he's not there yet. You know he'll get here. Well, sure he will. It's Christmas Eve, Eve Kyle. Dad's not home. Check, get it cash, and take a bus to Charlottesville, and take another bus to Hickory Creek. And from there, he's got buses? to get like six miles. Turn the Waldens? Oh, yeah. I thought it was all horses. Uh, you Hold want on. some more? Wait a minute. Mama's no, going to make her applesauce cake. Hold Mama's on. Mama's got the Christmas spirit. And what's she, she doing there in the basement? Tell me to hold on. When after apples, <laughs> decided to make her applesauce cake after all. Uh-huh. What the fuck is applesauce cake? She claims she's going applesauce to... Applesauce cake. It's cake with applesauce on top. Instead of icing, you got a- applesauce. When? Oh, yeah. When did oh. the Waltons... How were their buses? I thought this was in the 1800s. No, it was like uh, Depression. Like 1930s. I'm, I'll, I'm, hold de- on. I'm depressed. It, it gets really juicy... When the sheriff is hot on the tail of the uh, Robin Hood bandits. Those goddamn Robin Hood bandits. Hold on, here we go. Robin Hood bandit strikes again. (laughs) Ain't he something? (laughs) Many citizens of the outlying counties are enjoying Christmas this year due to the efforts of the man they call the Robin Hood Band. Robin Hood Band. He's stealing yeah, turkeys and hands. In 1929, just... needy people have found gifts of food and supplies at their back door. Sheriff's not having it. Is this not Usually, just the, the origin story of, of Dukes of Hazzard? have coincided with the disappearance of such items from the shelves of local markets. Did you anyway, what, Dave? Just a little tease, yeah. Have you watched mm-hmm. the whole thing already? This this year? Yeah. No, I'm say I'm saving it for Christmas oh, Eve. Oh, you're that's saving, number one. You're saving it. That's number one on my list. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me play you one more little snippet. This is a good one here. Where it's mom? Not. No, it's not is, a good one. 
mom's confused as to why John Boy is behind locked doors. She thinks he's either masturbating or smoking cigarettes, but in reality, he's just writing poetry. Hold on. What were you doing up there behind locked doors? Homework? Homework. John Boy wants to be a writer. These fucking idiots don't know how to read or write. (laughs) It's a wonderful movie, Kyle. It's not. I can't recommend it enough. I know. Mm -hmm. Uh, You watching it has timed in with the tradition of you harassing me with it. Hold on, here's another one. There's another, uh, uh, the B story here is is mom is... uh, Mom is upset at Hawthorne, who's the uh, the token local black guy, and he's a good man, but he's 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 taken up work with the Baldwin sisters, who are just nothing but old lady bootleggers. Hold on. Up in the world, you find extra work around here. Well, to tell you the truth, Mrs. Walden, I'm working for the Baldwin ladies. Yes. I'm surprised at you, Hawthorne. Oh, now, 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 now. Man's got to eat. You know, a man has got to eat. Well. Everybody knows those two old ladies make bootleg whiskey. Well, they don't call it that. They call it Papa's recipe. All right. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil too much. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't give it away. Uh huh. Papa's <laughs> don't give Papa's recipe away. It's the, it's the recipe. Bootleg whiskey. Are the Waltons the ones who moved to Beverly Hills to become the Beverly Hillbillies? No, no, that's just, that's totally different uh, franchise there, Kyle. Is it really? Uh-huh, yeah. They didn't have yeah, pots that's, and that's, pans hanging off their car. <clears throat> yeah, that's just lowbrow comedy. This is serious drama here with the Waltons. What? It's, it's, it's wonderful. Did you, it was a TV show. The Waltons was a TV show, and then in 1971, they did a made-for-TV holiday movie called The Waltons' Homecoming. And it's it's got, uh, what's his name? Uh, the dude from uh, the black guy there, Hawthorne. He is the uh, the guy from um, uh, Blazing Saddles. That's him. Oh, really? Yeah, what's his name? Hold on, I'll find his name. One second here. Uh, Levon, is it Levon? No, I almost said Levon Helm. That's, uh, that's not him. What's LeVar, his name? LeVar Burton. Uh, Cleavon. Cleavon Little. He plays Hawthorne Dooley in this movie. But uh, What? Do you make Katie watch this? She refuses to watch it. Look, I've, I've been really thank putting God. the pressure on. Thank God there's We've a got voice a, of common <laughs> sense in that household. <laughs> We've compiled a Christmas movie list that we're trying to work through this season, and uh, she keeps uh, putting this one off. So you've gone from no watching how much I a good 80 hours of serial... Co- killer movies all of October uh-huh. straight into Christmas films. Yeah, that's a lateral move. I cannot imagine what your psyche is like right now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's breeding oh. a fucking murder. She might be part of some weird Yakuza black market ring of who can breed. You're like Hannah. That's who you are. Uh-huh. Who's yeah. Hannah? That's the child survivalist murderer movie. Did you ever see the movie Hannah? No, I don't think Dave. I've seen that one. Dave, you would love but this hold on. movie. 
before we get ahead to Hannah there, I just want to make sure oh, people no. know. We better keep the, talking uh, about this dog shit. This is the whole catalyst of the movie right here. Oh, she thinks she thinks about it. Uh, Don't you all listen to me a minute. Listen up. Try not to worry mama today. Don't worry mama wrong, today. John Boy? What's wrong, John Boy? Well, she's got a lot on her mind. Like what? Well, Daddy promised he'd be home early today, and he's not here yet. He's not here yet. But you know why? Because he's 60 miles away working. And he's, uh, the bus, the, the roads are iced over. And uh, so he's 60 miles away on Christmas Eve. And uh, and plus, not only are the roads uh, iced over, he's supposed to take a bus back home, but then the family gets word that there's a bus crash. So it's just a, it's a tense situation for everybody involved. Anyway, Hannah. Hold on, Dave. My amp's not warmed up. No? You okay? How's that sound? Dude, that's red hot. More licks than a Tootsie Roll pop. Sorry, man. I, I just had to I had to blare out whatever was happening. That you were doing mm-hmm. to me. That's okay, By buddy. shredding. Mm-hmm. I had to play the beginning of uh, Nothing But a Good Time by Poison <laughs> to get that dog shit out of my mind. <laughs> Speaking I, of dog shit, fucking poison sucks. Whoa, man. Dude. Whoa, buddy. Watch yourself. <laughs> uh, unskinny Bop. Oh, that's brilliant. I'm not. I'm that's not gonna lie. Unskinny Bop is a uh, was a horrible was a horrible song. Fuck out of here. But you know Goddamn what I'm gonna garbage. say? You know what I'm gonna say to the guy who just celebrated the existence of Krispy Kremes? Nice bandana. Poison. Brett Michaels. All poison is it's just Krispy Kremes. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> it's just it's just it's just good time it's just a good time good sweet flavors mm-hmm. for your ears nothing but a good time is that is that there's nothing but a good yeah time. the song's that, called nothing but a good time you're gonna get uh, mm-hmm. upset about the artistic uh credibility of it that's true who was that little who was that goblin of a guitar player cc deville cc deville who had a very uh, who had a very self-effacing sense of humor, and I appreciated him. And then I was on a date mm-hmm. at Cantor's Deli. Back when you met women off Craigslist, when you were a, if you were a real scumbag, uh huh. Back before back before the websites existed, you just <laughs> met people on a, what was the, what was the original like singles website? What was it? I don't know. Mat, not before Match dot com or something else parallel to it. Farmersonly.com? It might have been, but it, but it was. What's your uh, favorite manure? I met some dirtbag and we went and had dinner at Cantor's and she was trash as it was, but then she's like, <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe who's behind me right now. And it was like, and it turned out to be CeCe DeVille. I'm like, oh yeah, this date's over. 
The date's over. Cesar Deville's fucking awesome. You suck. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. Cantors, is that the one uh in in WeHo or is that the one in MacArthur Park? I get Cantor, those two Cantors is off Fairfax. It's um Langer, okay, Langer, what's the other Langer's, one? Langer's. Langer's is the big old timey classic one. Cantor's is the yeah, one that actually like has uh, the owner there keeps trying to push the Guns N' Roses roots that he was pals oh, with yeah? Slash back in the day. But they, yeah, I, get, that, I mean, well, because you had Sunset Strip up the way and then they were open. It was a diner open late, which, which nobody really gives credit. Everybody gives credit to the bars and the clubs where bands play and everything. But not a lot of credit to the diners that wound up feeding all these drunks, which is really yeah. something that should be celebrated as much as like getting served drinks. A lot of these dudes didn't get laid and they went to go eat afterwards. And those, mm-hmm. you know, hats off to the Denny's that hosted just uh, just innumerable pop punk bands in the suburbs of Evermaji City after a show. Being obnoxious, thinking they were their own tiny Guns and Roses in the smokers' booth at Denny's across the Midwest. You know, for the second largest city in the country, uh, Los Angeles late night dining scene pretty weak. Not a whole lot of late night eats for such a big city. I think it has to do with the with the driving aspect, and everybody gets drive through and then goes home, whereas other places mm-hmm. had more room for parking lots. I don't, maybe yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. Chicago always Sorry. had good stops. Hollywood, ironically enough, the Hollywood Grill. Mm-hmm. Oh man, now I'm hungry. Yeah. Speaking of hungry, buddy, let me tell you what I made yesterday. Hit me with it. You ready? You Hit ready for this? I'm gonna apologize in advance if I get a little, little weird, a little creepy. I get a little. <clears throat> Get a little too into this, but I made uh, made seafood gumbo, Kyle, mm-hmm. and I want you to have this. If I could figure out how to mail food, you'd have some seafood gumbo waiting on you in your stocking. But I don't know how to do that mm-hmm. yet because you can eat this. If if mm-hmm. I took out the andouille a sausage, sock you, full of gumbo, you could eat. <laughs> dude. All right. Let me let me run it down for you real quick. Sock oh God! Well, that the sounds like a Tom Waits gone, album. But all the chunks are left in this fucking Adidas sock I nailed to my mantle. <laughs> seafood gumbo. This, I made. Uh, I, catch I made my seafood. own. <laughs> I made my own uh, seafood stock. I bought a bunch of shrimp. Yum. I uh, I took the skins off the shrimp and I threw them in a pot. With uh, some white wine and some onions and garlic and thyme. Skeet, doggy. And, I, and I boiled it down. I made seafood stock. Then I roasted off Peel in the oven. Peel and skeet is what up. I call in a porn where they pull a condom <laughs> off and just squirt right on the chick. I'm sorry. Ugh. I'm so sorry. That's okay. I, uh, I roasted off some red and green bell peppers along with some onions and garlic. Roasted that shit up. While those were roasting, I made a roux. And uh, I've talked about this before. Roux, just equal parts uh, fat and flour, whether it be butter or oil. 
Uh, I start, I used to do butter. It burns too easy. Now I do vegetable oil. Anyway, I stirred that son of Fat a bitch for a fucking hour. Name in my strip club that I'm opening. <laughs> <laughs> I literally stirred this roux for an hour. No, n- no exaggerations for an hour because you got to stir it con- nonstop constantly. If you stop for 10 seconds, it'll burn. Uh, but I stirred it for an hour. I got this really deep brown mahogany color. It's really beautiful. Then I made a, once the uh, veggies were done roasting, I made a puree of the uh, roasted peppers, onions, and garlic. But you know what else I did? I threw in into the blender. I threw in uh, a few chipotle peppers. And this is where, this is where I get crazy. I bought a tin of smoked oysters. Mm-hmm. I threw those into the blender with a puree. It was almost like a, once it was done, it was like almost like a pate. So smoked oysters, chipotle peppers, roasted peppers, onions, and garlic, all in the blender, pureed that shit up. Then I diced and sauteed uh, an additional onion and an additional pepper and some celery. That way you got some crunch and some texture in there, right? Then I, uh, I took all my spices and I toasted those. I put all my spices in a pan, my, my uh, filet gumbo powder, my smoked paprika, my dried thyme. Just I toasted powder, that up. Powder in, powder in, a, in a pan? Yeah, yeah, just spices. Yeah, you toast them up, a little kind of medium heat. Just get a little little heat underneath them. It kind of uh, changes their molecular structure, really, and uh, really bring brings out the uh, the deep deep flavors. I'm all about the deep deep flavors. Then I threw in, uh, I added some uh, 16 to 20 count shrimp. I added some lump crab meat. I added some mussel meat, mussels without the shells. Threw in some okra, little little more white wine. Let that shit shit simmer for like four hours. I'm no hyperbole. Might be the best gumbo I've ever made. It's insane. It was Flavor Town. It's the, like when like we're talking about stuff going into a puree. Mm-hmm. That's just like because in my head I'm like oh sauce sauce turns into this flavor of a sauce. So like to think like this little ingredient's gonna turn it this way and this one's gonna turn it this way. Mm-hmm. I'm, I've had your food, Dave, and 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 mm-hmm. I know that people listening. I know that this is a food podcast now, mm-hmm. where now we just get distracted until you tell people about food. And I'm glad. I love that it takes whatever shape it needs to take. But if anybody out there has doubted their cooking skills, I think Dave. I think you're a shepherd to those lost in the kitchen. Oh yeah, how so? By you saying, like, I don't know, I'm making a puree. I throw oh. oysters in the puree. I think you're a shepherd. Like, you'll be fine. You're going to be all right. Yeah, yeah man. Because people, I, you don't go to the Reddit a lot. I go to the Reddit. Nobody talks about ghosts. Everybody just has pictures of the shit they made because they read your <laughs> recipes. And it's great. It's beautiful. Oh, and I, and I'd say, especially this Christmas, where you're not trying to... Probably not making for a large amount of people. So you could be more specific with the dishes that you make because like, oh, I only have to appease my partner or a couple other people who might be, uh, you know, culinarily adventurous. Whereas like, oh, I got to make for 12 people and everybody's got their tastes or their allergies or this and that. You're making for one or two other people. You can take those chances on this of of all holidays, of all Mm -hmm. shit years and shit times to be alive. Let's look at the positives and like, oh, I can just go off the deep end and make some real experimental stuff for this holiday. 
because it's only a couple people that you know that it may, might have similar taste. This is the time to do it. So these recipes are most valuable now. Yeah. So well, everything funny, that you should... you've everything that you've tarnished by playing the Walton family Christmas yet again. <laughs> Like a true, true son of a bitch you've made up for uh-huh. by throwing a recipe out there that's going to bring people together. Dude. Dude, it's funny you should bring that up. I've already got my Christmas dinner menu planned out. Ooh, I, I, can you say it or is it? You you ready? No, I, I'm ready. All right. Of course, okay, this is all based special, on, Dave. Uh, Tell people what you're making yeah. for Christmas. When uh, we had Thanksgiving a couple weeks ago. and Ooh, uh, Thanksgiving Katie's leftovers dad. for Christmas. Wild, wild <laughs> idea. So I think we're going to do the same thing as far as the uh, the guest list uh, this year for Christmas. It's going to be the same as it was for Thanksgiving, which is just Katie and I, Katie's father, and her two nephews. So a total of five people. They came over, uh, father-in-law and the two nephews came over for Thanksgiving. We had a wonderful time. It was a good time. But during the meal... Katie's father, who is a, he's a character. He's, he's a, that's a whole nother can of worms. Yeah. Uh, he's a real character. Uh, you can of worms. Yeah, you Puree him. it. Yeah. Put it in uh, <laughs> the pot for four to six hours. He claimed he had never had smoked barbecue chicken. So here's well, what I'm doing. Christmas, Christmas dinner. Gauntlet thrown I'm going to, I'm going to do, I'm probably going to do about three or four whole chickens, uh, on, on the Traeger spatchcocked. With Alabama white sauce, Alabama white barbecue sauce. That's a North Alabama uh, mayonnaise and horseradish based barbecue sauce. It goes great with smoked chicken. So I'm doing that. I'm going to do a smoked pork shoulder with Georgia peach barbecue sauce. It's just basically my standard barbecue sauce, my sweet barbecue sauce uh, with a little pureed peach thrown in the mix. Give it a little extra sweetness. So we got smoked pork shoulder, smoked, smoked chickens. I'm doing a tater tot casserole. Yeah, you can just imagine, just imagine what that is. Just tater tots, mm. a lot of cheese, some sautéed onions and garlic, uh, maybe some stewed tomatoes, kind of a, a Brunswick stew on top of tater tots and cheese type mm. of deal. Going to bake that up. I'm doing a broccoli cheese casserole. I'm doing fried okra. I'm doing cornbread. I'm doing chocolate pecan pie. Can boom, I ask boom, how boom. you doing broccoli cheese go. casserole? That's my mom's go-to. <clears throat> I have never made broccoli cheese casserole. I've been researching this all week, so I don't I don't know what to expect. But basically, uh, it's going to be uh, white put rice. Put you in touch with Deb. She's got a crush on you already. I mean, she'll <laughs> I mean, give you the secrets. Give her my email. I'm, I'm looking for recipes. I've been researching it, but uh, I'm trying to model it after. If uh, Atlanta folks might be familiar with a restaurant called simply called Eats, and uh, Eats is a wonderful place. They sell jerk chicken. And uh, lemon pepper chicken and, and wonderful sides. But yeah, yeah. yeah, I think so. They have a wonderful uh, broccoli rice cheese casserole. So basically just white rice, uh, chopped up broccoli, uh, a lot of cheese, some sautéed onions and garlic. So yeah, just uh, a broccoli cheese rice, just gooey deliciousness. Mm-hmm. So uh, what yeah, cheese, doing that. What kind of cheese uh, in there? Probably cheddar. Yeah, cheddar. Maybe a second one. Maybe a little pepper jack. Maybe something like that. But um, predominantly cheddar. But yeah. Uh, pork shoulder, smoked chicken, tater tot casserole, broccoli cheese casserole, fried okra, cornbread, chocolate pecan pie, southern style Christmas dinner. Go fuck yourself. And you're doing great. that uh, on, on Christmas Day? Yeah, Christmas Day. What time's that going down? Uh, I think uh, probably about 2 o'clock. Okay, good to know. Good about to two. know. And I don't think I mentioned this. Thanksgiving was wonderful because uh, 
they stayed the exact proper amount of time. You know how, uh, like when I was a kid, we'd go over to my grandmother's house, and it was just an all-day event. It was oh, yeah, exhausting. For sure. We'd get, yeah, we'd get there at like ten in the morning, do presents, then do lunch, then hang out. I mean, we were there at ten. We'd leave at six. It was like an eight-hour shift. It was it was exhausting. They stayed two and a half hours. They got here at about two. Right around four thirty, when it starts to get dark, they bolted. It was it was perfect. Well, I'm asking so what time because uh, uh, because I, that sounds delicious, dude. And maybe come come on down. <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm going going real southern this year for Christmas dinner. So. I think much as much as I'm trying to be vegetarian, if I got if something's delicious and I know I gotta I gotta hang I gotta I can wrangle my behavior. I'll mm-hmm. dive into it. Yeah. What are you doing? That sound that sounds awesome. Y'all staying at home? Yeah, I'd probably get like like Pizza Hut, but you know, like a good one, you know. <laughs> really? It's just gonna be the two of y'all just kicking it at the house? Oh yeah, yeah. No, we'll be here. I don't know what we're gonna do food wise yet. I got Thanksgiving was just a it was it was like a weird sort of casserole Hanukkah where we just had different casseroles every night throughout the weekend it's okay i don't know yet we haven't discussed menu Mm. um her brother well her brother lives in a a town over so we might kick with them he's real good too i'll put you in touch with him over the barbecue oh that's cool oh yeah he's the barbecue guy right yeah so he's getting he's all about the traeger grills what have you nice but uh that's cool that uh she's got family up there sound of uh hold on there you are. That's all right. Sound these earbuds failing on me. Been talking so much, the dang gone earbuds going to fall on me. Uh oh. Scotch got me rambling. Oh yeah, I guess they can hear that <laughs> part. Um. <laughs> now, man, I, I I don't know, man. I've I've been trying to crockpot here and there, trying to get creative, trying to get fun. Do you have any uh? Christmas traditions that maybe maybe this year you won't be able to do, but like growing up, like what was the was there anything that was very traditional as far as like we do this every year? Well, oh, I'm trying to I'm trying to get my audio back back into shape here. Now that right. I lost the ear earbuds. Hold on, what can I plug in? Well, I, well, no, this is all right. Now I'm just holding the phone to my ear, and I, I don't think that's a problem. Um, you know, like how they used to do in the olden times, in the Walton times, mm-hmm. when you have to mm-hmm. hold, hold the phone to your ear. Yeah. It really is. I do have the phone to my ear, and I'm talking to the microphone in front of my face, so it is like the old two-piece <laughs> phones <laughs> from the Waltons. So if anybody hears it coming through the mic, I apologize. No, my, my mom's big thing was the was uh, making the broccoli cheese, but my mom would also crush um, wood, still does. Orange roughy, which you know, I've I've come to learn that it's like, you know how fish they just change the name of fish to sell it and make it taste like, like Chilean sea bass is called. Mm-hmm. It's it it it's called something like Pacific long tooth or something. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so they just change its name for you to like it, but we've accepted celebrities on that basis. So why not fish? Mm-hmm. 
you know, like like Orange Ruffy is called something like, and you know, it 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 it's something like Malaysian Brown Eye, but <laughs> I don't you know, know why that's funny. You know, whatever. Elton John is an Elton John's name, so. Mm-hmm. Gordon Gordon Sumner. No, no. That's his name. Well, no, Gordon Sumner. I'll get. I'll get. Do you know who Gordon Sumner is? No, nobody does. Which is why a friend had it on his fake ID. Gordon Sumner is Sting's name. Ah, sort of like ooh, Sting from the Police. But like, oh, Gordon Sumner. But we're fine. It's same dude. Just change the name. So my huh. mom would make some orange roughy, crush it in the oven. Just spices and what have you. A nice white fish. On a court, because I wasn't eating the meat, she'd make a nice little piece of fish. And I think, actually, even before I stopped eating meat, she'd just try and change it up and make some fish. Because she knows the next day somebody's going to have a turkey or a ham. So to make one the night before for a smaller gathering, she'd try and make fish. Orange Ruffy, I fucking love it. It's great. So I wouldn't say it's a tradition, but my mom's been making it the past few years. I enjoy it. But there's no right uh, there's no steeped in the history kind of thing. My buddy was Swedish, and his family would do lutefisk. You ever heard of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's supposed to be gross. It's like a uh, fermented or pickled fish or something. Yeah, it's a fish soaked in lye. Speaking of pickles, you got me pickles, Dave, and now they're in the fridge out in the garage, and I haven't gotten them out of, the, out of there yet. Oh, no problem, buddy. Yeah, I got you a little birthday gift. Well, I didn't. Know, uh, Dave was a sweetheart and got me some <laughs> pickles, and I just got home yesterday. I haven't tried the pickles yet, and it was very sweet and Thank you, Dave. I didn't know they would come so damn early. I, I uh, thought hey, that there would hey, be a delay we've in shipping. All said that so I once in a while. <laughs> but uh, yeah, two weeks before your birthday. There you go. Here's some pickles. <laughs> well, they'll probably be on the table for Christmas then, just in time. There you go. Reginald Dwight, by the way. Reginald Dwight, Elton John's name. Well, I'm gonna. I'll probably get into him now because I'm pretty drunk and hungry. I'm gonna need some. I'm gonna be a whole jar. I've seen uh, Elton John at the grocery store like three times back when I lived in Atlanta. What? Wait, what? Elton John. Three different. Elton John buys his own groceries. How much more am I supposed to like Elton John? Because I think he's the fucking best. I saw him three different times. He used to shop at the Kroger. Uh, Atlanta (laughs) folks might know uh, Peachtree Battle. Peachtree Street at Peachtree Battle, the little Kroger. I, I not even Whole there, Foods. He's at Kroger. Elton John's at Kroger. Yep, pushing so a cart, pushing a cart, or holding a basket. I I remember a basket. I remember him holding it. It seems like he's just little... getting a few items. He's not going to be there for like uh-huh. doing the two hour. Let me get my whole <laughs> yeah. mansion stocked up. Probably, God, how funny would that be? Cooks if... for that kind of thing. He just wants some snacks. What is? What if Elton John had like a whole buggy, like a $400 order, and he's got the coupons, you know? I love him like looking at a list, like, all right, eggs. (laughs) All right, like getting ingredients, like he's really about to make something for friends. Mm -hmm. He's he's at the deli counter. (laughs) Oh, man, Elton John. Yeah, he, um, I don't know if he still does, but right there in kind of South Buckhead, Atlanta folks might know. Um, just be- between Midtown and Buckhead, uh, there was a big uh, apartment building, like 30 stories. And uh, apparently he had the entire top floor of this giant apartment building. I mean, so. that's restraining. You probably have the whole building. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I just like, I like Ellen. I did not like the movie that was about Elton John. 
Because I, I still felt, haven't seen it. I felt like it didn't celebrate Elton John enough. Really? Even though it was a movie about him. I'm like, I don't know. It didn't make him seem as cool as I know he is. Hmm. He just seems like a dude that's down. Yeah. Yeah. What's not to like? I've never been a huge fan of his music. He's one of those guys where I like him more than his music. I don't have a problem with his music. I just, you know, it's not something I listen to a lot, but I, I like him. I just think he's a cool dude. That, yes. And the fact that he's at Kroger buying his own mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Oh, man. I think that's a good... Dep- I think I think Elton John Christmas... Elton John buying his own groceries is a good vibe for Christmas. Yeah, man. They were all nice. good, uh... They're all nice regular folks. Mm-hmm. Because now I feel weird because I am just holding my phone to my head trying to talk to you being like, I think Elton John buying his groceries is nice. <laughs> And just the dynamics of, like, having a microphone and all this other stuff. Like, this is a podcast. Now I'm just, like, trying to convince my friend that I like Elton John. Like, we should just, we don't have to keep talking. Speaking of holding the phone to your ear, I did that recently because it's so foreign now, like at least for me and I, I think most people. You know, usually you're on your earbuds or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I had to hold the phone, old school. Uh, recently, and my arm got tired. That's like that's part of our de-evolution. Is that man? We no longer we no longer do that, and that that muscle got atrophied, 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 atrophied. Yeah, no, that is mm-hmm. that is. I think that's where this whole own episode is about mm-hmm. the softness. Like we are we are uh, fine tuning and exercising parts of our mind. That we never thought we would. Like, I think I think there is some attribute to, like, people saying, like, yeah, video games enhance, uh, you know, hand-to-eye coordination and certain skills. Like, I'm sure that is true. Mm-hmm. But at the sake of, like, and I, I hate saying this, I think asses are getting flatter. Really? And that doesn't even have to do with, a I think... Because people are sitting more, why, why yeah, would they get flat? Yeah, yeah, and I think juicy. Okay. I think juicy asses are going extinct. Mm, that's that's a. Bummer. And so, oh, what? Now I realize I was talking to the phone instead of the mic. So now I'm just in the distance, saying uh-huh. juicy asses are going extinct. I better say, let me say that in the mic. Juicy asses are going extinct. And to say that to the mic for posterity, <laughs> for pos <coughs> posterities. <laughs> See how I did that? I like it. Comedy. Good at it. <laughs> well, you know, we cover we covered a lot of ground, Dave. What do you say, man? Yeah, we sure did. We got a seafood Merry gumbo. You were, se- you were eating seafood gumbo when I called you for this yeah. today. Yeah, because I was sitting here uh for thirty minutes like uh like someone had been stood up on a date. Yeah, I'm sorry. I fucked up the the timing of my family Zoom call, so I was an hour. That's all right. Well, okay, Dave. If this is going to be the last episode of the year, uh huh. Let me see. I think my let me. I think my AirPods should have charged. Ear earbuds. My AirBuds. Hold on. Let me see. AirPods. I can never get it right. This deserves, and I can still talk into the microphone. Uh huh. Well, hopefully these things. 
They're supposed to charge up quick. Let's see. They're there. Okay, we're here. All right. Dave, are you there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm here. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the Christmas episode. Uh-huh. What? It's been a shit year. We have no culmination that isn't being culminated by everybody else at this point for 2020. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are you uh what are you happy and thankful about in this year? Let's go, let's go positive. Let's go, well, let's go I've, good I've, vibes. I've thought a lot about this because it feels weird. 2020 probably the worst year collectively mm-hmm. in recent history. Shared shared worst year. However, for me, I've never been happier. Things are going great in my in my life, other than the fact that I'm somewhat unemployed because I can't do my trade. Most I, people, I, I, I have, yeah, I, I'm no longer a stand up comedian technically because I haven't been on stage since February. But other than that, things are going great. You know, I'm I'm I, I got nothing to complain about. You know, I got a wonderful fiance that that just pampers me to no end. And I, I still think that I'm part of I'm the subject of some practical joke because I don't understand oh, why gonna, she's so you're wonderful being sold, to me. You're being sold into some sort of uh, <laughs> you're You're Definitely, going to be sold into a boutique fight club. Yeah, probably. She's got something up her sleeve. But uh, on the surface, things are wonderful, man. Like, you know, I just I can't complain. Things are good. I got, I got a great lady. I got three stupid pets. I got a nice little apartment. I, li- I live in a cool town. I'm healthy for the, well, you know, for the most part. I'm, I mean, you know, I'm not necessarily, my physique isn't the picture of health, but, you know, you got I got, no, there, yeah. there's, no, there's no ailments. You know, no, I haven't there's been to the no doctor. red lines on your chart right now. Exactly. So things are good, man. I, I can, and it does feel weird because you're I'm a guy surrounded. Who blends up oysters. You're doing pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, every day you turn on the news and it's nothing but suffering and chaos. But uh, in my own stupid little bubble, things are great, man. And I'm uh, I don't uh, I I that's it's, it doesn't go unappreciated. I, I appreciate all the good things in my life. And, Appreciation uh, combined yeah. with awareness. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'm. uh I, again, I know it sounds it sounds, and, and I feel guilty because so many people are suffering this year. But on a real personal level, I mean, I'm just a just a big dumb idiot having fun. Yeah, but but your awareness already kind of washes away that, like you you know you're doing all right, and you know you do mm-hmm. you do, you do right by the people around you. I try to, and so the, all right, man. That 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 if more people were like you, things would be. Hey, I'm doing well, but how are you? Mm-hmm. The willingness to ask that question, just because you're doing good, doesn't mean you can't inquire of others, and that's nice. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I think that's that's just great news, and I'm glad that you are doing well, Dave. Well, thanks, buddy. Crit special episode, Christmas episode. Not to get sentimental, I think <laughs> um, 
that for some, uh, w- w- weirdly enough, the distance has made this podcast. It's kind of like breathed uh, some new life into it. That's true. That's true. And I don't know why, but it's been kind of like, oh, now the, now this is like a special time every week. <laughs> we don't get to see each other. and We don't get to see anybody else. And oh, I've my, seen you once hmm. since March, probably, right? That probably about it. And then the one yeah, person I, where if there is some silly news story, I know who I can go to. Uh-huh. It just so happens we record it, but it's the conversation we'd have anyway. But we it hasn't <laughs> well, it hasn't been much. I think we've avoided a lot of those topics throughout mm-hmm. the last nine yeah. months. You know, yeah, it's been weird. Like you know, early in this whole chaotic year, you know, I went on record as saying it feels weird to just go about our business and talk about Bigfoot and aliens when the world is crumbling around us. But we've uh, We've adapted. Well, if you want information about what's going on, it's already out there. We're not going to give you that. We're not going to sit here and repeat that, what we re- what we all read, and we'll just repeat it in a half-assed form. So guess what? Here's a story about a guy who thinks he lived underground and f- arm-wrestled uh, three-toed <laughs> sloths from Mars. <laughs> And it's been less of that and been more of just like a couple of buddies being like, hey, man, how are you this week? Yeah. And it's been good, man. I, I've I've appreciated it, Dave. I've been thankful for it and I've been appreciative of it. And uh, in a rare moment of drunken sincerity, Dave, let me say <laughs> thanks, buddy. Let me say thank you for your friendship and being a pal and that we've been doing this throughout all this mayhem and it's been good. It's been a good little anchor on mostly Mondays, but in, uh, sometimes it's not Mondays. Mm-hmm. Well, that's sweet, buddy. And I, I'm proud to call you a friend and proud to call you a, a, a business partner, if you will. But m- <laughs> more importantly, proud to call you a friend. <laughs> I'm proud to call you a business partner. <laughs> what a fucking jag off. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Well, in 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 a in a Christmas sentiment, Dave, I I wish I wish you and yours the best, you and Katie, and all the critters the best, and John Boy, and Cle- <laughs> and Cleavon, and and Oyster Pate. Oh, I wish you all a good a good a good holiday season, Dave. Well, thanks, buddy, and likewise. And I, you know what? Sincerely, I'm—I uh, know this sounds <laughs> trivial, but I'm so happy that you have a cat now. I'm happy for you. It is. It does kind of uh, absorb a lot of wayward emotions, dude. It's hard to be in a bad <laughs> mood when you're around some cute little furry critters. It really is. Well, you know what? You have this. Uh, this. Sponge that doesn't understand human issues. And I just like, what do you feed me and you pet me? Cool, man. I'm good with this. <laughs> I, got, I just have a, a, a three bullet point relationship with you, and that's all that needs to be fulfilled. <laughs> Food, shelter, pets. Oh yeah, I can do that. All right, that's it. We don't have to. There's no news. There's nothing else. So yeah, it's a good vibe. 
Yep. All right, buddy. It's a fun one, buddy. You want to sail off into 2021 and God damn it, I hope next year is better. <sighs> Got nowhere to go I, but up. Nobody I guess. Uh, nobody out there say it can't get worse. Mm-hmm. Do not yeah. I'm not a knock on wood right now. Mm-hmm. Don't say that. I bought Cormac McCarthy's The Road and I'm scared to read it. Oh, really? Have you never read that? No. I figured you would have read that. I bought it, and then I'm like, well, oh, it's about the world being shitty? Well, I don't need the book. <laughs> All right, buddy. Merry Christmas, buddy. Happy holidays. Merry whatever. Christmas. Happy holiday. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. All, whatever you might be celebrating. I, yeah, you know and what? happy ho- my, Go my, ahead. my holiday is I just celebrate that at December 21st, the days start getting longer. That's true. That's what I'm excited about. Daylight yeah. savings, dog shit. Let's, let's all, the one thing we can all agree <laughs> on, more daylight. So once December 21st hits, we're tilting, we're tilting towards the sun instead of away from it. So that's what I celebrate. Nice there pagan, nice pagan holiday. And happy holidays to the listeners. Seriously, uh, we appreciate the hell out of all our listeners. Appreciate our patrons. Uh, everybody who, who spends time with us, it, uh, it doesn't go unacknowledged or unappreciated. So uh, thanks for listening. And I hope uh, everybody listening has a great holiday. And uh, here's to optimism in the new year. Fucking A, man. Scotch. <laughs> all right, buddy. The Boogie Monster. Network.